Welcome to the Achieve My Wellness podcast with Dr. Jared and Dr. Evan. I'm Amy Fox, and we're ready for a new year and um, talking about the benefits overall of chiropractic. And you guys are really proponents of um, taking care of your nervous system. And I find it interesting that a lot of people don't know the benefits of children with chiropractic. I just saw you guys post on Facebook a little baby, and a lot of people don't think about getting little babies adjusted. That's actually one of the greatest joys we have in our office is when people trust us enough to bring their newborns and little babies in to have us check their spines and get them adjusted. We actually get called pretty often to actually even go to the hospital and adjust kids the day they're born. Really? Uh, because it is extremely beneficial. Uh, if you think about all the force that goes into the delivery of a child, uh, even natural births, uh, the amount of force that gets put on these little babies as they get pushed and, uh, you know, yeah. through the through the canal to, to enter this world. But it's actually even worse for C-section babies because oh. when the doctors uh, open the mo mother up and they reach in and they grab that baby's head and they kind of twist and they turn and they got to pop the shoulder out and then the other shoulder and they actually pull. And that force that gets put on that baby's neck when they're pulling the baby out can cause... Uh, a lot of micro tears and quite a bit of damage uh, to the upper cervical part of that spine. And so kids, especially C-section babies and newborns, should every single one of them should have their upper cervical spines checked to see if there's any misalignments that could be interfering with their body's ability to function properly. I would have totally thought the opposite. I would have thought that natural birthed babies were kind of more going through more force but I've I've had three children and they were all natural birth so I really don't didn't realize that it was that traumatic for a c-section I mean I always know it's traumatic for mom but I never really heard that it was traumatic for baby that way yeah even even in the natural birth too I mean not just c-section births but there's a lot of different interventions that they're using to get baby out now and so you know whether it's a vacuum whether it's forceps uh, you're talking upwards of 100 pounds of pressure on that baby's cervical spine and that can literally lead to like Dr. Evans said uh, a lot of damage in the upper part of that uh, baby's uh, spine from just the, the get-go of life and so we see this we see this uh, kind of from the get-go we see this almost like this impact of stress within baby's life. And sometimes it's even before that, you're talking in the womb even, and what mom's doing to affect baby and affect, you know, kind of that life from the get-go. And so there's a lot of different things that play into, obviously, children's health. Um, so then after they're a baby and, and or during their babyhood and into childhood, I've always heard, and you can verify if this is true or not, that chiropractic can help with things like ear infections and overall immune system, things like, oh, like what are the benefits for a child to continue chiropractic care after their baby? There are so many benefits to keeping the spine and nervous system functioning properly from day one. Um, yes, that is one of the, the greatest benefits that we hear from a lot of parents, especially parents who have been through the gamut of their child's not sleeping, their child is colicky, their child has constant ear infections, their child has constant coughs or colds or just sick child as they're going through. And we as parents, we want our kids to be healthy. We want our kids to feel good. We don't want to see them miserable. We don't want to see them crying all the time. But children, especially little babies, they don't communicate that, oh, my back is hurting or oh, my head is hurting or oh, my tummy is hurting. They just cry mm -hmm. and they cry and they cry and they cry and they cry and they cry. And, you know, as parents, we get to the end of our rope sometimes. What do we need to do? 
and you know we take them to the doctors and we see that there's constant infections we see that there's irritability we see that there's things that aren't aren't functioning the way that they should however if you can check that nervous system, because your nervous system controls everything that happens in the body, the brain has to send messages down the spinal cord and out through the nerves in order for every cell to function properly. And especially when it comes to ear infections, the, that upper cervical, the one we were talking about that gets damaged from childbirth, there are so many tiny little nerves in that area. That is the largest bundle of nerves in the entire body, right in that upper cervical, right at the base of the skull, top part of the neck. If there's any interference in those, those are the nerves that go and control the ears. Those are the nerves that go and control the sinuses. Those are the nerves that control the back of the throat, the tonsils, the immune system. So many things can be affected, especially with that upper cervical. And so that is why it's so important to check that part of the baby and, and even into as kids grow past the infant years. Um, at Achieve Wellness, you when you're um, checking out a baby or a small child, do you do x-rays like you do with the adults or how do you um, examine them first? Uh, babies are examined quite a bit differently. Um, so usually if we're taking x-rays on somebody that's like a toddler or somebody that's really young, um, it's got to be something that's pretty severe going on in that sure. child. Otherwise, a lot of it's through palpation, through different um, techniques that we have. We actually hold the baby upside down sometimes from the legs, and you get the, the head to turn one way or another, and it'll actually show. Yeah, it's fun to see where... mom's eyes when we do <laughs> yeah, that, yeah, right? It? <laughs> it is. You flip the baby upside down and grab him by the thighs, and you, and you start doing uh, some different we try maneuvers. To, we try to explain what we're going to do. And right. the benefits of it before we just do that. <laughs> but what it does is it shows where the restriction is in the upper baby's and the upper cervical spine of that of that child. And we can actually figure out where that subluxation has actually come from. And so in, the, in our office, you're going to hear that word quite a bit, subluxation. And a lot of people don't understand what chiropractic really is. And so this is where it becomes so important for moms and families and how we educate in our office on how they actually understand the nervous system. And you know, even to back up from where our conversation has already gone, you have to remember that the spine houses and protects the nervous system, right? And so this is where a chiropractor comes in so vital is that we are mechanics per se of, of the spine. And so when there's something not working right in your engine, well, you take it to the auto body, right? And they take it to the mechanic of, to take care of your engine in your car. Well, the same thing is when we don't have something working right in our spine and some type of segmental dysfunctions happening where the, the vertebrae may be not moving right, That'll actually lead to damage within the spinal column and lead to inflammation. And so there's not going to be direct pressure per se on the spinal column or on the nerve roots unless we have a bad, bad injury. But there's inflammation and there's a bunch of pressure that happens in around those nerve roots that literally shuts off life to that area of the body. And your body's like a circuit breaker box, right? And so like Dr. Evan was saying is that different areas of your spine and different areas of your, of your, of your uh, spinal cord relate to different areas of your body as well. So things in your neck, well, that's mostly head and face. Things through the thoracic spine, that's like your your lungs, your heart, your uh, the liver, the pancreas, those types of areas, and then things in your lower back. Well, that's all the colicky issues and things that you'll hear about in babies. So it's it's a lot of their digestive system, it's sexually reproductive organs, it's muscles and things down in the legs. So the body is really interesting and, and intrinsic at how to put it together. So if you say subluxation in layman's terms, what would that mean? Basically, it's a misalignment of vertebrae, and the and the vertebrae are not moving properly. Okay. Um, yeah, I was asking about the x-ray because I remember when my daughter, uh, my oldest daughter was about a year old, we had to get an x-ray because we couldn't figure out what was wrong. And she ended up like just being stopped up in her bowels and everything was okay. But 
She did not like the x-ray at all. It was like, <laughs> I don't know how you would deal with that. So it's good to know that you have like other ways to examine the babies because I can't imagine you having to go through that all the time. Yeah, getting anybody under five years old to hold still is <laughs> not easy. So right. yeah, we, we typically do not x-ray uh, younger children. Uh, they typically have to be six, seven, eight, nine years or older before we will suggest an x-ray. But we definitely have a lot of different ways that we can evaluate for subluxation in younger children and infants especially. Yeah, my family, we're trying to really focus on our overall wellness. So we've been coming in to achieve wellness. And it's interesting because um, before we moved here, we had brought my middle child, uh, my hockey player daughter, into a chiropractor before. And it was fine, um, but she had never gotten x-rays. So she just turned 14 and we bring her into achieve wellness and I think, oh, you know, she's gonna, she's been knocked around. She's a hockey player. Last year, she got a concussion, and I, I was floored with the results that you guys saw on my daughter's X-rays that she had the start of scoliosis, and you could see evidence from her concussion and how for, forward her neck was, and I was kind of like almost shaking. Like I, I would not have expected that. So. Again, we go back to that word subluxation, right, and how disease actually develops in, in a child. And so, and it's not just children, it's, it's in adults too. And so when we look at traumatic injuries as far as playing sports or the birthing process or falling downstairs or riding a bike and falling off, those all are physical stressors within the spine and can literally damage that spinal column. And so that's just one way that probably, you know, uh, as far as the damage that happened on your, on your daughter's spine, that's, that's one of the ways that that got there. And there's other chemical stresses. There's emotional stresses that come into the body that can actually physically change the way that spine is sitting as well. And when we look at those x-rays and we see that we go, okay, she doesn't have a lot of symptoms now, but what happens 10, 15, 20 years down the road with this dysfunction happening inside of her body? Well, Again, we all know is heart disease doesn't just happen overnight. Cancers don't happen overnight. You know, physical problems and, and, and disabilities in people just don't happen overnight. It takes time for those things to grow. And so figuring out at a young age, a child at a young age, if they have damage in their spine, and we can actually correct that before they get in their 20s or 30s, you're literally preventing those diseases from occurring later in their life. And so, yes, she might be sore right now, muscle aches, those types of things, maybe some upset stomach, digestive things. But later in life, think about the years and the healthy years of life that we're adding to her right now. It is. Yeah, it it's overwhelming. And I'm so thankful for it because I thought... I'm so glad we got this right now. She could have really had, you know, just compounded that as she continues to be an athlete and gets older, like you said. Um, so having people keep track of that now from the age of 13, 14. And I think it's um, a sign that you have in your office about this, you know, starting and growing healthy kids is easier than fixing problems later. I probably don't have that quote right, <laughs> but you know what I mean? I think that that's just, it was... The sign says it's way easier to grow healthy children than it is to fix broken adults. There you go. <laughs> yes. Yes. So that just makes sense. But as a parent, it took you know, actually an event to make me go in. So I guess what would be your advice to parents, say they don't start when they're, when their kids are little babies, just bringing them in. Um, maybe they've been complaining about um, digestion or maybe they had a fall or what, what do you usually do to try to convince parents if there's not really a problem, problem going on right. that would, they would go to the doctor to come in and start chiropractic care. 
I don't think it's necessarily about convincing. It's about educating. Okay. Right. And so there's a difference there. If we're convincing somebody, it's almost like you're forcing somebody or coercing them to do something where if you can educate somebody and they can make their own valuable decisions on why they're going to take care of their children, I think it's a little bit easier. And so through this podcast and talking with you and just through our community with people, it's all about education. Uh, And the more we can educate, the more people can understand. Well, now we can make better informed dissent or consent and we can make better informed decisions based on what we want for our family. Yeah. And some families, they're going to take part in it and they're going to be this is perfect this is exactly what we're looking for and other families we know that in our office that our office isn't for every family. We'd like it to be for every family, but we just know that it's it's not. I mean, not everybody's on the same page yet. And then one day, it's just, it's just again, as, as we educate and as you touch and as you educate and you, and you can continue to do those things, well, maybe light bulbs start to go off. And, and now we start to see families and young families start to come into the office, which is great and super. And it's amazing. I mean, it's absolutely incredible, like Dr. Evan said, to watch these young families grow. We had a conversation the other day with a young family. They just, they haven't even had kids yet. And they're like, what can we do to make sure that we're super prepared to make sure that we can raise the young, healthy family that we want and not have all the disease and all the dysfunction and all the autoimmune problems that we're seeing in kids these days. And it's all about being proactive instead of reactive. That's the question that we are really trying to get across to our patients and to uh, this community is, you know what, you're never just holding still in your health. You're either doing things to move towards health or you're doing things that's going to move you away from health. Your body's never just holding still. You have to do things to be proactive with that. And when you're proactive, it's it's the little things. It's just simple decisions here and there and things that you can do. And instead of waiting for a major event to happen in your life before you do anything, for your health. It's about making the small choices now that will increase your health greatly as you grow and as your children's grow as well. Because what we hear it a lot in our office, it's, you know, people come in and they're just like, well, you know, my my parents were overweight or my parents had heart disease or my parents had diabetes. And that's just kind of what what my future holds. There's nothing I can do about it. And we want to we really try to educate them that that is not true. A lot of the diseases that we're seeing that are wreaking havoc in our country and in our community right now with the heart disease, the cancers, the diabetes, the inflammation, the autoimmune things, these are all lifestyle dependent illnesses and diseases, where if we can change our lifestyle, we can absolutely reverse those diseases from affecting your bodies. But then if we are doing the right things, we can prevent them from happening in our children as well. You can break those generational things off by changing your lifestyle and changing the way that you and your children live and creating healthier habits in your family as well. And I think so many of us as parents think in different ways. Maybe it's material things or, or the overall vibe in your household. I want to give my kids better than I had growing up. Well, that can relate to health care and you can do better and give them a better foundation as they grow to adulthood. Do you guys have any other examples of, you know, things that you've done with children that would really um, be a good example of what would happen with chiropractic <laughs> that makes a big change for people? Again, as you know, Amy, our our office is completely different than most Mm -hmm. chiropractors, right? And so not only do we focus on the spinal cord, the nervous system, our adjustments, it's also about you, know, you can make big changes in, in babies and young kids and young adults just by changing their nutrition, by going through a detox, by getting into exercise, getting away from the screen time. I mean, there's just so many different things. Um, I mean, there's story after story after story. I mean, how long do we want this podcast to go, right? <laughs> right. I mean, that's the thing is, like, I mean, there's so much that you can do for young families and kids because they're like clay. 
They haven't formed all the plasticity and the neuroplasticity that we have as adults as far as just like fixations and the, and the certain habits that we formed in our bodies or the certain um, types of uh, positions that we're sitting and are used to or the habits that we formed. Kids are so moldable that you can see results so fast and so quickly just by changing just one or two things within that child's life. I can tell you a story recently, though, of a young family that came in, and they have three children, um, and one child was dealing with digestive problems, one child was dealing with behavioral issues at school, and one child was dealing with ear problems, ear infections. And, I mean, the mother was just, you could tell she was at the end of her rope. They had been through the gamut. They had been to multiple different doctors. They were literally getting referred to uh, psychologists for their one child that was having behavioral issues at school. And she was just overwhelmed with all the information and all the things that the school, the doctors, and everybody else was pushing on them. But when we actually sat down and we did get to take x-rays of their family and we could pinpoint, okay, here is why this child is dealing with this issue. Here's the subluxation in this area that's causing the digestive issues. Here's the subluxation in the upper cervical that's causing the ear infections. And here is the, also the subluxation in the upper cervical that's causing these behavioral issues. And they've been coming into our office now for about two months. And the teacher literally called the mother and said, what have you been doing different? This child is doing so much better. We are seeing such great results. Their, their behavior is so much better. The digestive issues went away. The ear infections and ear problems have gone away. And you can just see the stress being relieved off of the mother as well. Wow. And so not only does it benefit those kids in their future, but just how much stress does that take off as parents when you can actually see these results? And it's not just shoving medicine into a child. Right. There's a time and a place for medication. Sure. Okay, we understand that. There's absolutely a time and a place. But we know that if we, we can't just give our kids medication to try to fix these problems from such a young age every day for the rest of their life. There has to be a cause and there has to be a reason why these things are developing in the body. And when we can actually pinpoint that and show that to parents, just th you can see how overwhelmed and just the stress relief of like, okay, now we're getting to the root cause of why why my kids are dealing with these issues. And so that is that is just recently one of one of the great stories that's come through our office, but we have hundreds like that as well. I like that you brought that up too because it's, it's a, it's a family showing multiple different things as far as symptomatology going on in their children. And a lot of times people think, just like you asked earlier, right, Amy, is that how do we know if our kids are just complaining about something? Is that why we bring them in? Well, there's other things that parents can be looking for. Clumsiness is one thing. I mean, mm. they're, they're stubbing their toes. They're, they're not working. We see this a lot in athletes as they grow, and it actually makes them more susceptible to injury. And so you think about the growth spurts that kids go through. If their brain isn't communicating with their the rest of their body properly, it, it leads them to a faster, quicker injury, whether it's a knee injury, whether it's a hip injury, whether it's an ankle injury, they're spraining their ankles, they're blowing out their knees, they're having shoulder problems, or, you know, so that's just the clumsiness part. And then, yes, we have, you know, the, the behavioral things. That's very common to see, especially in boys, is to have an upper cervical issue, have ear infections, and have, like, ADD, have outbursts, have different things happen. That's very, very common to see through research. Um, you can see uh, lack of concentration. So again, the ADD thing, those are all things that we that you'll typically see. So it's not just pain related, right? It's not just those are, aren't the symptoms that your kids may give you. It's just like, oh, I'm in pain. They may actually show you these other symptoms that you're just, you're not even contributing to the spine or the nervous system, or I would take them to a chiropractor, but yet it is a chiropractic issue. I would never have connected behavioral issues with chiropractic. I feel like... Um, 
you know, like there's literally a light bulb that just went on (laughs) over my head because I have an eight year old son and, you know, his teachers have been wonderful and everything, but we do have behavioral problems. And I thought nobody, you know, we've did a questionnaire. They're not labeling him ADD. They're like, you know, he's just an energetic boy, but there's just been a lot of things. And I, I would have never thought about chiropractic. So I think I got to get him in. <laughs> but Very um, rarely do we see children that are actually complaining of neck pain and back pain, which is what most people think. Oh, that's the reason I would take my kid to a chiropractor. Very rarely is that ever the case with children. They're always going to have some other sort of symptomatology like we said the behavioral issues the digestive issues the ear infections the autoimmune things all these different things will show up before pain neck and back pain with children and so that is why it's so important and we very really try to educate parents to get their kids checked at a young age because we can not only prevent but reverse a lot of these things because children are so resilient and they heal so quickly and you will see results extremely fast with children when they start getting their nervous system to be properly aligned and their bodies can start to to function the way that God designed it to. You mentioned screen time. That's obviously a concern of most parents right now. Um, and re- as we are, we've been dealing with COVID this last year, you almost can't get away from it because they're doing virtual learning. So they're in front of a screen all day. And, you know, I know in my household, I'm, I'm worried about their eyes. So I'm putting on blue light glasses mm-hmm. and I try to worry about their posture, but there's only so much I can do with that. They're sitting there all day trying to engage with teachers through a screen and uh, interact with their classmates and stuff. And I know that it's probably not there. But going back to, you know, my middle child um, that came in uh, with the scoliosis problems and things like that. uh, I know you mentioned that her neck sits far forward. And is that something you're seeing a lot with kids that are on screens or are there other things to worry about with the screen time that we're dealing with with kids or how can we help that? Yeah, that's um, forward head posture is directly related to obviously uh, people's posture, right? And so whether they're sitting at a computer screen and looking at their Zoom calls all day or whether they're looking down at their at their cell phones, right? We call it text neck is mm. what we call it. Um, it's actually a, a diagnosis that we're, that we're starting to see more and more of as far as text neck. And what that does is it physically stretches and puts a ton of pressure on that cervical spine. It's pathological tension that's starting to happen throughout the cervical spine. It leads to headaches, tension headaches. It can lead to uh, behavioral problems, again, sleep issues. It can lead to even heart disease as far as like high blood pressure and cholesterol problems in young, young children. And so these are the things that we're starting to see uh, because of just the posture and generational things that we're, that we're starting to see. Unfortunately, we are raising, raising a generation of sick children. And so we need to start thinking about what can we start doing environmentally or family-wise or just lifestyle-wise to start stopping that trend because we are seeing kids get sicker and sicker and sicker every single year, which is very, very sad. And this generation of children, this is a statistic that just blows my mind and breaks my heart, is this generation of children right now is the first generation throughout our history that is not expected to outlive their parents. That oh the, the amount of diseases that we are seeing at such younger and younger ages now because of everything that's going on in, the, you know, with technology, with screen time, with... Uh, vaccines with less physical activity with less uh you know their immune systems aren't able to develop because they're being exposed to to less uh 
germs out there with all the antibiotic and all of the, uh, you know, the hand sanitizer and all this stuff, um, there is, it's very, very scary in the direction that um, our children's health is going. And that's something that just does not sit well with Dr. Jared and I. And we are, we are very focused on educating families on how we can raise healthy families in this community and change the culture yeah, some people might not even know some of those stats. So I, I pulled up some stats here quick. It says 22% of teens ages 13 to 18 will have a severe mental disorder. 22%. I mean, think of that number. I mean, that is absolutely one in four kids almost will have a mental disorder between the ages of 13 and 18. One in six children, American children, uh, 17% of them um, has developed uh, some type of developmental disorder. One in eight American children need some type of special education already. One in 12 American children have asthma. One in 13 have food allergies. One in 11 have ADD, ADHD problems. One in 100 or 285 are diagnosed with cancer before the age of 20, right? One in 285. One in 36 American children now have autism um, or on, are on the autism spectrum. And so we, we look at that and go, what in the world is happening in our environment? What's happening inside of our children uh, that is, is, is happening and obviously crushing crushing that next generation of children? Because we, we're starting to see it in all aspects of life, not just here on paper, but then we start to see studies that come out and go, okay, now their SAT scores and their IQs are starting to decrease. Why is that happening? First time in generational history have we seen a decrease in kids' IQ? So if you compare a study back in 2007 to today, we're seeing a, a huge decrease. Our kids are literally getting dumber every single year because of the environmental things and the toxins and the chemicals and the things that are around us that are literally stripping away life from their years. I like that you brought up antibiotics because antibiotics is, is something that's, that a lot of people don't understand and what antibiotics do. And so antibiotics is really interesting as far as like killing bacteria and, and the majority of ear infections, I mean, this is why we're giving kids antibiotics for the most part, other than strep throat and some of these other things. But one of the major, major um, prescriptions for antibiotics is because of an ear infection. Well, the majority of ear infections are actually viral. And so an antibiotic is not going to do anything for it. It's going to have its course in five to seven days and kids are going to get over it. And, and because they get over it on their own, they're less susceptible to having recurrent ear infections. When we actually give an antibiotic to a kid with an ear infection, what happens is it kills the bacteria, the body's not able to form antigens, so it can't fight off the same bacteria that wants to attack it again later. So now we have these recurrent ear infections over and over and over again. The more antibiotics we, we give, now it starts to wreck our natural gut biome. And the gut biome is responsible for a lot of kids with, we talk about these mental disorders. Well, guess what? Serotonin and uh, dopamine are responsible and primarily made within the gut. Those are the two major neurotransmitters in your body that actually remain to your mental health. And so when you're destroying these bacteria within the gut because of the bacteria, now you're actually leading these kids to be more depressed. And there's actually a study out there that uh, I was just reading in it, how an antibiotic actually would lead to more of a, of a, um, of a, a depression, right? They lead to more depression. And so the results of this study, it's really interesting. What it says is that the use of antibiotics within the first year of life, and this is when a lot of kids will actually get antibiotics too. You see uh, little infants with ear infections, right? So we're going to give them an antibiotic. So within their first year of life, nearly 70% of, uh, they studied about 520 kids, 70% of these children within one year of life had been given some type of antibiotic. And what happened was those who had received antibiotics had consistent, right, had more behavioral dis difficulties and more symptoms of depression at the follow-up visits later in life. 
So we're actually, you know, when we're giving antibiotics to kids and not allowing them to allow them to run the course that our bodies are designed to do and our immune systems are doing, I mean, even with COVID right now today, right? 99%, you know, um, you know, um, you know, curable rate and our bodies are going to get over it, right? At the age of 70 and above, it's like 96% in some of those age group people. So we're talking very, very small amounts of people. If we would just let our bodies run that course, get the antigens and then have it come around again, more than likely, we would have obviously less people die. You'd have less those illnesses kind of trying to come in and get, and get us again. Um, there's so many different things that we can do if we would just let our bodies do what they're supposed to do. And we see that not only with, you know, with all the, you know, with the COVID vaccine, with the flu vaccine, you see it with childhood vaccines as far as chicken pox. I mean, mumps, measles. My, my, I was talking to my mom and my grandma about this the other day, and they, and they talked about how they got the mumps and the measles and they got the chicken pox. I, I mean, they used to have chicken pox parties and measles parties and mumps parties, <laughs> right? They brought their kids to these places so they could get sick. Yeah. Now, all of a sudden in our, in our generation and where we're at right now today, we are deathly afraid of getting Getting sick. We think that it's going to end us all and we're all going to get wiped off the face of the earth. And so this is where we have to be wise about where are we going as a, as a, as a people and as a human uh, population and what are we going to start doing? Can we allow our bodies to continue God's ways and God's nature or are we going to go man's ways and create more problems and continue to see these diseases in our children continue to rise? Because I, I truly believe the more that man interferes with how our bodies are designed, the more problems we're going to see and the more sickness we're going to have in our children. Um. Speaking of going back to depression a little bit, um, you, we are hearing so many cases of that and younger and younger. And I've often wondered, is it because there's more awareness of it or is there actually more cases of it? Um, I don't know. People like to blame technology. Um, but I, again, had never made that connection between, and it makes so much sense now when you talk about it, the healthiness of your nervous system that's, you know, connected to your brain, obviously. So being able to get adjusted and check that, that, that could help this issue, you know, that mental health, everybody's kind of aware of that and really wanting to get ahead of it. I know I, I worry about my children. I want to make sure they're mentally healthy as well as physically healthy. So we look at all aspects, right? It's not just getting adjusted. It's going to help that child. You have to look at everybody is, we're made up of different pieces per se, right? We have a, a physical aspect. We have a spiritual aspect. We have this, you know, this gut binome thing that's going on. We have all these different things that make us up. And so a lot of times a disease is not one thing, right? It's not, you come in with back pain, it's probably not just one thing, right? It's you come in with neck pain, not just one thing. Some of our patients that come in, they have cancer. It's not just one thing that caused that cancer. It's usually multifactorial. Something else is going on in that body that's causing system failure and system problems as well. And so when you look at that, that person, that individual person, you have to figure out where are the facets being kind of dropped or broken. And then ultimately, how do you build the foundation back and then ultimately have life come back into that body? It's all about building that healthy foundation first and then allowing just natural God's laws to come back into that person's body, the body's not dumb. It knows exactly what to do, when to do it. You just have to remove the things that are stopping it from doing whatever it is. And that's how you produce all the miracles that you see with our kids and things that you come into our office or just the miracles that we see with our patients and the testimonials that we get. It's because we're removing those interferences. It's not we're treating their pain. We're not treating their symptoms. You literally have to figure out what is cutting the base of their life off. What is necessary? What is 
chopping up their foundation that's causing their bodies to crumble like a like a building right getting blown up or imploded it's like we got to stop those bombs from beginning let off in the body and ultimately rebuild that foundation strengthen the foundation so we can build stronger walls and a stronger house on top of it um yeah like you said you are you're the nervous system mechanics one of the things i really liked in your office is when you had everybody writing down um how they're feeling after chiropractic care and the kid ones were were the cutest and i just i want to talk about sleep a little bit because i feel like that's really frustrating for parents if their babies or their kids aren't sleeping well and then parents are sleep deprived and i saw a lot of notes on your wall about i'm sleeping so much better now yeah when people aren't sleeping it just makes your your rope or your fuse that much shorter Mm -hmm. and then (laughs) it leads to so many other things that can get blown out of proportion as well but your body also heals when you're sleeping that's the only time your body really is replenishing and healing itself is when you are sleeping and so sleep is so such a critical critical part of a healthy person in general and yet uh, so here's the thing with your nervous system your nervous system goes through cycles as you go through your sleep as well you've heard of REM cycles before yep. so When you have subluxation in your nervous system, your nervous system is trying to go through cycles to relax itself. But if there is subluxation, meaning there's something interfering with or aggravating the spine, it's not always just a a bone is out of place and it's literally putting pressure on a nerve. It's when there's misalignments in the spine, it causes uh, a misinformation of flow down your spinal cord and out your nervous system. It's not just crushing pressure on the nerve. But what that does is it doesn't allow your nervous system to fully relax. And it doesn't allow your your sympathetic and your parasympathetic nervous systems to balance out each other. And so what happens is when you have subluxation in your body, you try to go to sleep, you might be able to fall asleep. But then as your body tries to cycle down into those REM cycles, you have interference and irritation of the nervous system. And then it cycles back up again. And that's when you're up in the middle of the night at two, three, four o'clock in the morning feeling like you're ready to go and you can't get back to sleep but you know you should be sleeping right now and then you just get extra frustrated Mm -hmm. okay i know Mm -hmm. there's a lot of people out there that (laughs) that i'm talking to with that one right there so keeping your nervous system and your spine properly aligned will help your body get back into those deep REM cycles and allow you to have better sleep deeper sleep allow your body to heal at a higher level and allow your fuse and your ropes to be a little bit longer throughout the day with your children as well. I don't know why it is. It just feels like everybody says sleep is so important, but then we dismiss that so quickly. And, you know, think about if your kids are sleeping better and you're sleeping better, how much overall, you know, just content I feel like your household would be and healthy. You <laughs> Very know? much so. And it's it's not just, you know, to get good sleep. We look at, you know, especially teenage kids, right? Mm-hmm. And you look at uh, teenagers, it's so important for their bodies to, to get that sleep and to get that rest. Anywhere from 8 to 10 hours is where they're supposed to be. Um, it's not just the subluxation that Dr. Evan was talking about as far as in the upper cervical spine that puts pressure on the nerves and obviously causes, you know, the, the body to be in that fight or flight and being awake all the time. But then we, again, you look at how long are kids on their, on their phone at night. You should be away from your phones and away from technology, anywhere from a, at least minimum of a half an hour before that person goes to bed. If you can get out to an hour to two hours, it allows that body to come down from that sympathetic state because most of the stuff that we're relating on social media anyway, it heightens you, it, it wakens you up, it puts your body into this, this fight mode and we know that if we're in fight mode, we're not going to bed. We're, yeah. we're, we're not going to sleep. And so and the same thing with the kids is that if they're on Snapchat, if they're on Instagram, they're sending things back and forth, they're heightened, they're aware, they, they know what's going on. And then they try to go to bed 
they can't do it. And well, so it ultimately takes them a long time. Doesn't even the light kind of stimulate you too? Like it's not going to let you relax? Correct. Yeah. So you get the flicker off the light. It stimulates the brain and it just, uh, it's, a, it's a cyclical nasty cycle that doesn't allow the body to sleep and it messes with hormones and we can get into a whole bunch of things. Again, this talk could go on for so long <laughs> if we really want to get nuts and bolts of it. But yeah, just scratching the surface of it, you're absolutely right. I mean, it literally disrupts the brain and the brain flow and how it's actually communicating to the body to go into that restful state versus like, okay, I need to be awake now. And so we want that body to really, really calm down, read a book, go for a walk, gaze at the stars, um, play a game, do something restful at night so your body is in that calming down thing. Uh, calming down mode. Even if you have dimmers on your light switches at home, start to dim the lights so that your body is actually thinking it's the sun down, coming down, and then uh, your body in the circadian rhythm starts to kick in and it starts to actually rest that body so you can fall asleep a lot faster too. Well, I think we've really covered uh, a lot of it where, you know, from birth on um, with athletics, mental health, sleep, um, overall immunity, it's really great idea to get kids chiropractic care. If people want to come in to achieve wellness here in Alexandria, how do you suggest they get started? Is it a phone call um, online? What what do you what do you want to do? So we always suggest giving our office a call if you're looking to get you or your children in right now. Give our office a call at three two zero seven six two two zero five five. And we can get you scheduled in as soon as possible. You can also check out our website at AchieveMyWellness.com. Lots of good information there. And then you can look us up on Facebook at Achieve Wellness as well. And uh, we've got some amazing things coming up for 2021. We've got a big challenge that we're doing uh, with our patients and anyone who wants to get involved with that just to reset everything that's happened to us in 2020 and all the stress and all of the craziness that's been going on. Just trying to reset and focus back on what's important and get our health as a foundation for our lives as well. And so again, 320-762-2055. You can get scheduled right away or check us out at AchieveMyWellness.com or on Facebook at Achieve Wellness. All right. Thanks, guys. Happy New Year. Thanks, Amy.